idea of being a lamplighter. And discussion the Chassid had with Rebbe Hashab about what this means. And what he concluded was that the, uh, the Rebbe Hashab, um, last question that we went through was the Chassid asked Rebbe Hashab, what do you do if the lamps are in the ocean? Yeah. And the Rebbe Hashab said, you take off your clothing and go in the ocean. And we explain the spiritual meaning of this is that um, someone who is an ocean of Torah means that they're full of Torah. And yet, for some reason, they're insensitive to the light in Torah. They don't feel Hashem's presence in the Torah. So you can't solve this by just telling this person who is so insensitive another idea in Torah. He's full of Torah. The only way, ah, morning. The only way to, um, to reach them is the opposite is by talking from the essence of your neshama, in the language that I brought up, to take off your clothing and jump in the ocean. So after all these questions, all this back and forth, the chassid comes to his final question, which is, in the, what we're going to learn today, what do you do if you can't see the lamps? In continuation, what we discussed earlier, about the words of the Rebbe Hashab, about what a chassid is, after Rashab answered a second time, this is what a chassid is, because a chassid asked again, like, it sounds like, sound like a tall order. You have to, you're asking me to, to speak from the essence of my neshama with such love to someone who is so frigid. So, yes, Rashab, is this indeed a chassid? <clears throat> and the Rashab had to think about it because it was really, a, it's, it is a tall ask. So it is a big ask. So after Rabbi Hashab thought about it and said, yes, this is a chassid who lights up the lamps even in the ocean, then the chassid asked his main question. The chassid asked his main question, which has special relevance in the time right before the coming of Mashiach. What do you do if you cannot see the lamps? That's what the chassid asked. So now the Rebbe is going to explain, unpack that question and explain where that question comes from and uh, how to answer it. Why is it you cannot see the lamps? This is because you look at the side, you look at, you look at things not head-on, not in their core, not in the, their truth, not in their real depth. You just look at things in a more peripheral way and see things which are more um, external. You don't look where you need to look. And since you look on the side, when you don't look where you need to look, you look on the side, automatically you see, you see external um, circumstantial things. You don't see the main thing. You don't see the inside. When you're not looking at the inside, so then you're not going to see um, what you meant to see. What this means is like this. The Zohar says that, actually the Rambam, I thought it was the Zohar. Oh, yeah. The, the, the Rambam says, talking about the um, atmosphere and the, the uh, layers of, of the um, atmosphere, the Rambam writes that it's like um, the shells of an onion, like the peel of an onion. Just like an onion is made with one layer beneath another layer, one peel upon another peel, and only deep within is the main thing, 
Lashon Zayir, Adiz Zayir. The Zohar says a similar concept. The Zohar says that Hashem made the world in a way that there is one thing which is more inner than the other, and there are things which are just more external compared to the deeper layer. There's something which is which is you look at it and you say, oh, this is this is a depth of the, this is a depth of this thing, but that's only the depth compared to the most superficial layer. But that's still external compared to a deeper layer. That's how Hashem built the world. There are deeper and deeper layers of the world. That's what the Rambam means in a deeper level when he says the world's like an onion. And that's what the Zohar means when it says, there's something which is the internal of the layer before, and that itself has something internal more than that. It goes deeper and deeper, each, each layer upon layer. This is the way it is in the realm of holiness. And the whole point of the creation of the world is to make the world a home for Hashem. Make the world a mikdash, a holy place. So Hashem also made holiness in a way also that there's a layer within a layer, there's one, something which is holy, but compared to a deeper layer, it's not as holy, not considered holy. Esekdushas, and the Mishnah says, there are ten levels of holiness. Israel is holier than all their lands, but that's not as holy as the Mishnah continues and talks about Yerushalayim, and within Yerushalayim, the Temple Mount, and within the Temple Mount, the Beis Hamikdash, within the Beis the Temple Mount, within the Beis Hamikdash, the Kodesh Kadashim. The Mishnah continues and lists levels and levels of holiness. Even though the most external, the whole land of Israel, is already holy. Nevertheless, that does not come close to the Holiness that is in the Holy of Holies. In the Holy of Holies, you have the Ark, you have the Rock with which God made the whole world. And there, the Kohen Gadol enters once a year on the holiest day. The holiest person, the holiest day, comes to the holiest place. That's the highest level of Tushim. When you come into the, temp- into the, into the Beis HaMikdash, and you first reach the Temple Mount, there are some people which look only at the mountain, outside the base of Midrash. And they stay there. There are some people who come to Yerushalayim and say, wow, what a great place Yerushalayim is. And they don't go further because they don't see the Mount. They don't see the Mount. What a great place Yerushalayim is. And they don't go further. Look at ourselves. You know, there, there, it's a person is like a whole world, and it's possible to live in like a dark little street in your in, inside of you, and not to discuss. And there could be this this places in you, you know, countries in you they never even knew about. So, so, so this is a. Uh, this is this is true about yourself, and it's true that where, where we're heading. This is true about other people. The, the guy is telling the Rabbi Hashab, "I don't see the lamps." Rabbi, so they were saying it's because you're not looking where you need to look. And certainly, people who are just looking at Israel outside Yerushalayim, they are not getting to the real deepest holiness. They're getting to something holy, but they're not going 
They're not getting to the innermost level of holiness. And then there are those who say, well, when Mashiach will come, Hashem will spread the holiness of Israel outside to all lands. Therefore, all lands have something to them too. So even though it says about the lands outside of Israel that their air is impure and their earth is impure, Nevertheless, they have potential to be Israel because Mashiach will come, the whole world will be like Israel. However, but that's only in its potential. Later it will come to fruition, but that's the way it is in potential. So what's going on is, is that we're, we're, we're analyzing the way people look at things and how it's possible to look at something and not to go to the Pneumius, not to go to the innermost meaning of it. That means instead of looking at the innermost part of something, you look at the outside. If you look at the outside, you only see what's on the outside. You see something which is secondary, not as important. Or or something which is, Tafel means something which is, which is uh, meaningless. It's secondary of secondary. We used to make fun of this, uh, unfortunately, when I was in sixth grade, there was a lady who would always hang around our elementary school, and no one could figure out among us kids what her job was. So we decided she's called the vice vice principal. So, <laughs> and it was this tafel de tafel. Right, right. So tafel means secondary and unimportant, unimportant of unimportant. So if you look not looking at the main thing, you are. It's possible to get something which is secondary or unimportant of unimportant. Like they actually uses this, this expression regarding a shidduch. That it's possible, instead of looking for the main things, trying to find the shidduch, a person looks at the secondary, or unimportant of unimportant. And he doesn't look at the main thing. It's possible, you're looking at the outside of something, the external, almost superficial part of something, you see the exact opposite of what its real main component is. Because you don't see the potential. You only see what's out there in the front of your eyes. You're looking at something which is the opposite of desirable. You're looking at something which is exactly the opposite of what it really is. And therefore a person can come and say, I don't see a lamp. He sees a world. It's possible he could see terimitzis in the world too. If you don't see anything that can give light to the world around it. He's not embarrassed about it. So I can tell you his name. He, uh, he, 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 um, David uh, Schwartz's son, uh, uh, Marlon, he, he, he ran this gym in downtown, and David asked me to go visit him and put on film with him. And so, uh, oh, happy birthday, Avi. Thank you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Avi. Chaim, Chaim. Any more coffee, Mr. Not yet. I mean, there's coffee actually outside. Sorry, there's coffee outside, and there's coffee. So, anyways, I used to go to this gym and ask them to put on the film, and I had to park it illegally to get there. And I used to, and and uh, and I only had a few minutes, and he wasn't always interested, and whatever. And I used to wait, he used to, and I, he asked me, David, please go every day, go visit my son. And uh, and today, this guy is a is a King Kong shliach who reaches out to anyone he can to put on the film. 
and uh, he reaches places and people that, that, that you never dream of. And, 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 and so I'm saying that I wouldn't, <laughs> even after the coming of Mashiach, I would not have been able to like, like, like imagine the, the kind of change that... Uh, so there Rabbi Shabbat is saying, why don't you see it? Why don't you see the light in another person? Because you're not looking at their inside, looking at something external. What am I looking at? I'm not looking at his neshama. I'm looking at, like, he's this guy, and he's running seven gyms, and, and, and he's, he's taking care of the... the, the um, the uh, Red Bull machine and 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 the uh, what? So, anyways, so so what what's it, what do you do if you if you only see the outside, you only see the external, you don't see the main thing? What are you supposed to do? responds. The reason why you cannot see the lamp is because you're not a lamp lighter. What does that mean? The fact that you cannot see a lamp, it's because you have shaken from yourself the responsibility of lamplighter. You said to yourself, I'm not doing this. This is not for me. And that's the reason why you do not see the lamp, because you've shaken from yourself the responsibility. You said, you said to yourself, I am not into this, I'm not doing this, it's not for me. And because you said that to yourself, therefore... Hashem doesn't show you the lamp in the other person. What this means is, the When a Jew sees or hears something Baal Shem Tov says, it's a message for you in your service of Hashem. So whatever God created in the world has purpose. So why should Hashem show me the lamp in someone else when I'm not going to do anything about it? So why should Hashem show me that there is going to be a lamp, that there is a lamp, another person, I can light it when I have decided I'm not, it's not, I'm not going to do this. It's better that I don't see it in the first place than to see it and to ignore it. Hashem deliberately doesn't show it to me because I am not interested in, in my responsibility of lighting up their lamp. If I would be interested in the responsibility of seeing their lamp and of, of lighting their lamp, then Hashem would show me the refinement and, and, and the purity in another person and how I could reach it. But because I have said to myself, I'm not a lamplighter, I'm, I'm, I'm not interested, or I've said more, I've. I, 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 the says this way. Rabbi says, there's Tintamalev and there's Tintamalev. means, Rabbi says, I want. Tintamalev means, I need. Your brain could be plugged up or your heart could be plugged up. Your heart could be plugged up means that your heart's not in the right place and you do things that you shouldn't do because your heart just says, I don't want to do the right thing. And you listen to your heart. You say, let's say. Your brain being plugged up means that you think it's impossible. You, you, you think the right thing is impossible. It, in your mind also, there's no room for the possibility of doing the right thing. I, I think what the Rebbe is saying over here is, the guy doesn't see refined in the other person. He is looking at things externally. He's not seeing anything deeper. And because of that, he rejects this whole role of lamplighter because he says there's nothing to light up. And so, when, so it's, it's, it, it, there's, a, there's, a, there's a few components working against him in himself that prevent him from, from seeing the lamps in the other person. Number one is that he's not so refined. Okay, Because he's not so refined... So then he sees another person also not refined. Like there's one Pelish at Sadik, who uh, one of his Hasidim brought someone who wasn't a Hasid to see him, and the guy was, and, and this non-Hasid was so impressed, and the Hasid, 
asked his friend, what did you see in my Rebbe? He said, I saw your Rebbe like the Kohen Gadol. So the Chassid didn't look at his Rebbe like the Kohen Gadol. And he asked his Rebbe, how come I can't see the Kohen Gadol? So the, so the Rebbe responded, you are looking with your body and you see body. If you look with body, if you t- try to touch something with your body, all you can touch is body. So this guy, the Rebbe Hashem is speaking to, which is not just speaking to him, but speaking to each of us, what, why can't I see the lamps? Because I'm missing refinement, refinement to myself. And because I'm missing refinement, I think there's a second stage where you reject this role as lamplighter because you think it's impossible. Because since you can't see the, the refinement, you can't see the lamp, so you, you, you therefore say to yourself, I can't do it, and therefore, therefore you like close off the possibility of, of, um, of seeing the potential of other people. But when you accept upon yourself this, 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 this role, and you say, no, there is something there, and you know for sure there's something there, and you believe in it, so then, and you dig for it, then, then the Abisha shows it to you. You could see the lamp in another person. Let, let's see it further. There's another point which is, it's all connected. explains further, page 146. What's the reason? How come I can't see it? What's, where's this coming from? Why would a Jew reject the role of lamplighter? It's a beautiful thing. Why wouldn't he want to be a lamplighter? Rebbe Rashab said, since you yourself are coarse, therefore you see coarseness in others. Someone who is themselves refined sees refinement in others. There's a teaching in the Baal Shem Tev and the Pasuk, your evil will pain you. And this is explained by many students of the Baal Shem Tev, that when the Balshanta would see something negative in another person, Balshanta would try to find that same thing in himself. Balshanta was taught that every Jew is a mirror. So you see something negative in someone else, that means you have some, some way you have that same uh, issue yourself. As the previous Rebbe said about the Mitzvah Rebbe and the Tzemach Tzedek, that when people would come to them, to ask to fix a certain issue, they will look in themselves how they had that same issue in themselves. Because without looking at the issue in themselves, they could not find it, and they couldn't help the other person. Only when they found that they could identify with the issue in the first place, that they had the same issue, could they try to give advice to someone else with that issue. But only when they first felt that they are in the same boat, could they possibly um, uh, address the other person's issue. Like a famous story of the Rebbe Hashab and his brother, when they were children, they, they would play chassid and Rebbe. So once they were playing, and the Rebbe Hashab was the, Rebbe, the chassid, and his older brother was the Rebbe, and the Rebbe, and the Rebbe Hashab asked his older brother for a tikkun to rectify his soul because he ate um, walnuts on Shabbos, and the altar Rebbe says he shouldn't eat walnuts on Shabbos. So the Rebbe told him, I think he told me you have to daven from a siddur. So Rebbe Hashab responded, you're not a Rebbe and your advice won't work. So he asked him, how do you know I'm not a Rebbe? Why do you say my advice won't work? He said, because a Rebbe, before he gives advice, he sighs. You didn't sigh. In order, in order to give advice to someone else, you have to first feel like, like, like you, you identify with the issue. Like, like that's why 
Alcoholics Anonymous say you can't, you can't help unless you're also an alcoholic. So when you see the other person's, I'm going to continue on in, in the paraphrase in Hebrew. When you see coarseness in another person, that's a sign that you have coarseness yourself. It could be that it's a little more refined than you. It could be that the other person's doing things a lot worse than you are. But there must be something in, in you that you, that, that, and that's why you saw this in others. When you start making a calculation about yourself, says the Rebbe, you see that even while you're learning Torah, and even while you're doing mitzvahs, you're not unable to remove yourself from your own yeshus, from your own, your own sense of self-awareness, and your sense of self, and your, 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 your in other words, a certain, certain kind of uh, uh, level of, I don't know if the word is arrogance, of, of, of uh, it, it's not so pure. For example, when you daven by, as a chazan and you fulfill the commandment of the Torah, honor Hashem from hoincha. Hoincha means your wealth. And Talmud says, don't just honor Hashem from your wealth. Honor Hashem. From, the word hoincha should also be read as your throat. You, when you daven as a chazan, you want people to hear your prayer and say, what a great prayer. You, it bothers you if someone isn't happy with you as chazan. <laughs> And you say it to yourself, because then will be God's glory will be deficient. If my prayer isn't good, then God's glory will be deficient, and then I'll also ruin my glory, because I'm a children of God. And so he is a chazin that will affect the community as well. So too, every person knows in themselves that even when they do a mitzvah privately, in the room within the room, that no one knows about it, no one's around, the Yitzhahara sneaks into them and says to them, wouldn't it be a great thing if someone would see you doing this mitzvah? Wouldn't it be a great thing if someone would see how you're davening, learning Torah, and would see how much reverence you have for Hashem, to see how, what kind of great person you are? My, my Zayder, I pulled them all used to say that Chassidim would say when they were davening, they're just to, they were so aware of their own animal soul, Yitzhara, they used to say, I wish a cat would come. At least a cat would see me davening. In other words, they wanted, they want, everyone wants to be noticed. So their says. If you make a calculation in your, uh, uh, of your soul and you rec- make a self-reckoning, you'll come to the recognition that you may have a whole world, a whole world of holiness, a whole world of teremitsis. If the Talmud says that even the sinners of Israel are full of mitzvahs like a pomegranate, how much more so, how much more so says the person, me, I'm not a sinner of Israel. However, the Rebbe says, your teremitsis are not maizim tevim they're not good and luminous deeds. And so you're in a situation uh, where things are tunkel finster. Things are dark. And if this is true regarding yourself, how much more so is this regarding someone else? If myself, when I was raised by parents who gave me a good education, and I had such a special grandfather, and yet my Torah mitzvahs are not, are not luminous, by another person who did not have such a grandfather, did not have such great parents, and he wasn't educated in, in, by Torah, by, Jew, by God-fearing people. He was educated by the outside world. Certainly, he, even if he does Torah and mitzvahs, nevertheless, I would, I would judge them and say, if, if my Torah mitzvahs are, 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 are so dark, they're so, they have so much selfish motives and... and, and how much more so this other person, he couldn't possibly have good and luminous deeds. And therefore, he comes to the conclusion that, that there's nowhere to go with my fire. I can't go and light up someone else because there's no, fire, there's no place to go. There's nothing to light. There's no lamp. 
There's nothing that has any potential. And what's the advice that Rebbe Rashab says? You have to work on yourself and refine yourself and automatically that will also impact your surrounding as well. That you will start seeing the refinement in others and then you'll be able to light up the lamp within yourself and the lamp within others. The Alter Rebbe says in the Mimer of uh, Baal Ischa, on the words, I see that there's a whole golden Menorah. The Alter Rebbe says that this refers to the Jewish people. Just like the Menorah had seven candles, so to the Alter Rebbe says there are seven levels of serving Hashem. Those serve Hashem from love, some people serve Hashem out of fear. And since this is true for the Jewish people as a whole, that there are seven kinds of ways of serving Hashem, so every Jew is... Is it has within him all other Jews, and all Jews are responsible for each other. So that means that every single Jew, if every Jew has within him a part of all other Jews, that means all every Jew has within him seven candles. That means every Jew has in him the potential to have seven candles, serving Hashem out of love and fear, and all seven ways of serving Hashem. The difference is, some people mainly serve Hashem in the area of love, and some people mainly serve Hashem in the area of fear. So this is understood that it's possible that you have one candle burning, and yet you have to light up all the six candles. And the reason you don't know you have the six other candles to, to light up is because of your own coarseness. Since you don't know that you're in a situation, in a circumstance that you are in the dark, so you think, oh, I, 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 did my, I fulfilled my obligation, I lit a candle. And by you, you think, oh, well, I, I'm, I'm done, what, what a luminous world, I have, I have one candle. But you don't realize there are six other candles that you need to, need to light. This is what the previous Rebbe, the Baal HaSimcha uh, of Yubis Tamus, um, this is the way he taught us. He taught us to demand, he demanded, not only from those who were missing in their performance, who were lacking in their performance of, of biblical commandments. He didn't only demand of those who were missing and lacking in their performance of rabbinic commandments. He didn't only demand of those who were missing in their performance of Jewish customs. But even those who were in a very lofty level of the study of Torah and mitzvahs, he also demanded of them that they should have milim they should go higher and higher. And not only should they go higher and higher in holiness in themselves, but also he demanded that we should make an impact on others, to be a lamplighter, to light up another person, both a person who is missing only one candle of the seven candles, and even someone who... Even some, whether the person is missing only one candle or whether they're missing all seven candles. And this he demanded even from the people who are on a very lofty level, that they should get involved in those who are on the lowest of levels. This is, and so the, the, the request and the commandment of the leader of our generation also empowers all people of our generation. How much more so does it empower those who merited to learn his Torah and to go in his ways that they should be successful in this effort to spread the Torah, the luminary in Torah, the inner dimension of Torah, in a way that this luminary, this inner dimension of Torah should permeate the revealed parts of Torah, in a way that they should impact our actions, they should make a home for Hashem, practically in this world, speedily mamish. Um, all right. We'll stop here.